You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. And I, I had that uh, perfectionist side for a very long time. One day it just dawned on me that, hey, it's about having fun as well uh, and, and uh, missing a few notes. That doesn't matter as long as there's energy and, and uh, fun because that's uh, something that the audience also enjoys more than just standing there looking grumpy and hitting every note. That's what I did first. <laughs> hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. Hope you having a killer week so far. I most certainly have been. I hope that you are ready for the four-year anniversary party for Vox and Hops. It's coming up on October 29th at Turbo House on St. Denis Street here in Montreal. It is going to be a blast. There will be a live Vox & Hops podcast recording between Pascal Germain Berardi, the professional classical vocalist, and Sébastien Croteau, the extreme vocal expert. Clean vocals versus extreme vocals. I can't wait to host this conversation. It is going to be amazing. But more than that, there's also a performance from one of my favorite Montreal-based bands, The Great Sabatini. It is going to be such a killer night at Turbo House, October 29th. Tickets are $10. If you show up in a costume it will be five dollars because it's close to halloween why the hell not come party with me come enjoy life metal and craft beer in celebration of four years of vox and hops now before we jump into today's episode i'd just like to ask you to follow the vox and hops metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice but more than that i would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast if there's someone in your life that is a music producer someone that produces records you should absolutely tell them that the vox and hops metal podcast exists you can tell them that there are over 360 episodes where I sit down with some of the world's best metal musicians. We talk all about life and music while sharing a craft beer. If you were to encourage one of your producer friends to become a brand new Vox and Hopshead, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today on the podcast, I'm very stoked to be joined by Stefan Hellebrad of Within Temptation. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 369. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I'm joined by Stefan Helleblad from Within Temptation. Stefan, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm great. It's Saturday. I was at a show last night here in Montreal, Rivers of Nile. There was actually three shows here in Montreal last night. Um, you're coming here very soon on October 13th yeah. at Metropolis M. Tellus. I'll still call it Metropolis for the rest of my life, but it is now called M. Tellus, and I'm okay with that. Let's jump into the shittiest question that I'm going to ask you. Uh, from here on out, it's going to get way more fun, I swear, but we all got to start with this one. How did you cope with the glorious years, plural, of 2020, 2021, half of 2022, and most certainly, hopefully, none of 2023? How have you been coping throughout <laughs> these wonderful times? Uh, well, I guess it was the same for everyone. It went up and down. You, 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 uh, you mm -hmm. know, felt at ease with things. Like, oh, okay, I can manage. And then you got the feeling of complete despair. Like... <laughs> when is this gonna end? What the hell is this gonna be forever? Am I, you know, also of course started missing playing live a lot, uh, definitely. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, 
the the plus side is that I got to spend a lot of time with my uh, son, who was uh, two years by then. Amazing. So, so that was good. And then, yeah, I spent time at my my little studio, and you know, uh, doing, building things in there, and uh, you know, rearranging and. Uh, making it better so that's what i did and of course play a lot of guitars and try to write some stuff very exciting very exciting and it is very nice as musicians we typically don't get summers off so we're typically playing all the festivals so the first summer off 2020 was actually pretty sweet i was i was actually pretty stoked about that spending all the time with my children at home not in a van in europe which is i love it obviously but yeah uh, no, you know I every know. summer is sort of the same yeah. and then I, the longing of performing again was definitely there. So yeah. it's nice that everything is coming back and that we're, we're enjoying ourselves that we were supposed to again, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, one of the, the most difficult parts, I think it was in the beginning of 2021, 20, I think that's when you start to get some hopes. The vaccines were there and everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, we rode through it. It's all good. And then, phew down again yeah that, that was <laughs> that, that was a bummer sweden was pretty zen with how they handled everything so you you were lucky there compared to other countries definitely oh yeah mm-hmm. we didn't have that uh, lockdown thing at all so that must that must have been that must have been hell i am very lucky i get to do this so so i everyone was home so i was yeah. like can we do, let's have a chat at, on you know wednesday at you know this time and they're like yeah i'm home <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to now it's yeah, a little bit yeah. more complicated again vox and yeah, hops is yeah. all about hanging out with my metal friends talking about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer what are you sipping on there stefan that we're going to be sharing virtually today well this is uh called sir taste a lot really oh, i love <laughs> it's, that it's a it's a it's a swedish uh, swedish beer i guess it's a uh, it's pretty nice. One of my go-to beers when I don't, when I didn't, you know, have time to buy anything else or couldn't come up with something. I think that's awesome. Well, sir, sir, taste low. What style of beer? It looks like an amber when you poured it out there. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's a bit hoppy as well. You know, it's uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Also, I like but, that but very also much. easy drinking at the same time. You know. It uh, goes down. Slowly. Is it uh, what's the ABV on it? Is it is it is it from the the system Bo- Bogalet or did you did you is it a craft beer? No, it's from the system Bolaget. It's uh, well, everything is is from there in uh, in Sweden. Unless you want to, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's below uh, three point five percent. Yeah, I think. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you get the uh, folk öl, the, the people's beer. I don't know why exactly. it's called like that, but it's uh, but it is. So. It's because they they put the laws in place to keep the people mm. under wraps. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't get. Uh, it's impossible. You don't get that drunk on, on the on the no. folk girl. You just uh, you know. It's 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 impossible. <laughs> I've tried. It's 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 no. It's no. This, on the other hand, is dangerous. Oh, uh, this is um, the beer that was at my festival here in Montreal. Right. Heavy Montreal presents brutal Montreal. Vox and Hops is brutal Montreal. Um, Undeath, a killer young death metal band from um, upstate New York, uh, are just killing it. I had added them to the bill. Sadly, they did not perform at the festival this year due to a medical emergency. But Le Fermatal did make them a beer, and their beer was still available at the show. This is Rise from the Grave. It's a Belgian double. 8%. So this one, you can, if you have a few, it's, it's, it's wacky. From Le Fermatal, 
I love them. A very cool metal brewery here in Montreal. I'm going to crack this. I'm going to pour this out, and I would love to hear about your first beer. Do you remember the first beer you ever drank, Stefan? No, no, I can't say I do. It's a... Uh... Uh, it was probably a, a Kripsblå or something really Swedish like that. Uh, that was back then. It's uh, you know it was uh, managing to drink one beer was a big thing, mm-hmm. and then managing to drink two. But no, then I was yeah. pretty drunk, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, what's whoa, Jesus Christ? But, uh, that has changed for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I, those first beers, I remember my first beers too. You, you would like drink it and we'd have it in the glass bottles back in the day when I started drinking here in Montreal. Just getting it down past that first label <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the neck of the bottle was like such an accomplishment. And then by the time you'd finish it, it would always be disgustingly warm. And obviously I wasn't buying the highest class beer when I was in probably too young to drink um so it wasn't the best quality so as it warms up it tastes even worse and then getting to the second beer was always an accomplishment and i agree with that and then the work the work that you put in sort of paid off if that was the goal of the evening <laughs> yes speaking of of, uh, of class in, in in beer we used to brew our own not in a fancy really? way but you could you could buy this little because it's efficient a little can yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you you poured you added water and sugar yeah. to it and then you just had it uh, you know in your wardrobe brewing there Ferment. for a week or something <laughs> and you could like what what is that smell stefan oh it's not nothing <laughs> and then it became uh, became s- strong but but uh, tasted like crap and also there was a little note in the uh, in the booklet saying warning if you add 1.5 kilos of sugar to this it becomes strong beer which is illegal it's like Ooh, oh, okay, so oh no, no you definitely did you definitely oh, did not do no, that no. yeah <laughs> would never <laughs> no 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 we, we follow the rules canadians and swedes we always follow the rules of course <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah it's the same right to following rules yeah cheers this smells sweet caramel oh nice there's lots of caramel roasted malts going on sweet but oh, still need. delicately balanced i need to 8%. try that Rise from the it, it doesn't actually exist. It's actually a rebrand of their. Uh, it's called Rambo, the original beer, and they just put a new oh, sticker on it for the show. Name. A rebrand. Yes, they they have all kinds of '80s reference names. Oh, nice. Mato. I love them to death. I like. I they've very nice people, and they make killer brews. Um, I know that Sweden has a killer craft beer scene. I've spoken to many many Swedish musicians. Uh, did you ever get into it? Is it something that happened to you? Um, stepping away from that definitely not strong beer in your wardrobe to <laughs> nowadays? Um, no, I can't, I can't say that I did that much. Just uh, I, I noticed all of a sudden it started popping up everywhere. That mm-hmm. uh, You had all these little, uh, little breweries everywhere, especially where, where I live now. I uh, in Stockholm, there was a. Uh, you start to see it a lot, everywhere, which is uh, which is a nice thing because uh, then you get to taste a lot of different, you know, stuff, and uh, you have an excuse to go. Oh, I have to go try out some <laughs> some new beers at the. They, they they have a way of doing that to yeah. us this 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 foma the fear of missing out yeah, yeah because yeah. they do these limited runs and then all of a sudden it's gone but they're yeah. just switching like one ingredient or something yeah <laughs> or, or the label 
Let's see. Mm-hmm. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> they claim that they don't do that because right? I have asked brewers yeah. that. They claim that they don't. But uh, they're constantly refining stuff is what it is. And it's like you with mixing and doing production, because I know you do that as well. It's a constant evolution when they make a beer nowadays. They're never happy with it, and they always want to make it a little bit better. So even if they are just swapping out the labels, there are slight changes all the time, such as with the production, whether you're like got a new piece of gear or a new plug-in. Yeah, constantly, just, constantly. Just learned some, you know. Exactly, just some new tricks. Something with, with whatever gear you're using. Like, oh, when exactly. I do this, it becomes better. Like, okay, good, good. Which is nice, <laughs> but then you, yeah, then you, you shouldn't go back and listen to stuff that you did. I was definitely, ago. definitely going to ask you that. <laughs> My guitarist in Cryptopsy does all our production, Christian Donaldson, and he hates anything that's not the most recent work he does basically he's extremely tough on himself are you like that as well well actually not that much uh because i, I tend to already think that okay it's it's quite old it's probably gonna sound really terrible and then i listen ah, to okay. it it's like you, you, oh you build okay up that. it was better than i remember than i thought so okay <laughs> yeah. okay good job well done okay i, I am pretty good <laughs> so, so you, ha- you have to you have to really lower you know your expectations <laughs> and then you know oh okay what's up here so okay that's an excellent tactic i like yeah. that very much yeah. uh, classic vox and hops question when you were growing up in your parents or guardians house what music was playing when you were not in control of the of the radio what music did your parents or guardians listen to um my, my dad listened to a lot of uh Swedish dance band, which is, is uh, I don't know how to explain. It's, yeah, pronounces dance band, uh, which is, doesn't say anything. It's it's the the music when when you go out and you know <laughs> dance like to a club with your your partner. Then, then like electronic a, dance music or, or no, more like folky. Okay, in Swedish. So uh, Interesting. a lot of Viking and, uh, and stuff like that. And then uh, there was, of course, uh, my mother played some ABBA, of course, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You have to. Yeah. But I have, uh, my, we, we spent a lot of time at my, uh, my grandmother and my, my uncles, they, they, uh, they were into 80s hard rock. So that's, uh, that's where I you know, got that from early on. I think I got my first uh, ACDC album when I was five, something like that. So Amazing. I was just, uh, I just dived straight into that. What's the best, best music in the best world to, to be in, you know, as a little kid. What was it about ACDC that captured you so much? The vocals, the riffs, the, the, the vibe? Good question. Yeah, I, I guess everything. Of course, the... Uh, the riffs, but but also the uh, the vibe, the, the feeling of listening to them when they, they play together, you know, which is, gives you such a nice feeling still today. Uh, Absolutely, to it's, to, it's simplistic, yeah, but efficient, yeah, and undeniably catchy yeah, as so hell. Just just there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they're still doing it, so I love that. It's it's you know, there's a reason when things stick around that they're sticking around, right? <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> how about your first shows? Do you remember the first show that you went to go see? The first live music experience. Good question. I I, uh, I grew up on uh, Gotland uh, Island in in uh, Sweden. 
Really? Okay. So I, I didn't get to, uh, to go to any shows. Because uh, mm-hmm. nobody it goes was, there. Uh, it was a big ordeal uh, to, mm-hmm. to travel to Stockholm and everything. So what would be the first? I, th- I think it's probably... Uh, uh, was Portishead or something like that. In, no in, way, uh, that's awesome. In 97. Oh, I'm jealous. I have like goosebumps. Uh, I'm not joking. Yeah. I, I was, wish uh, I saw Portishead. I think it was sometime around that. 97, 98, I'm not sure. But there. It was... Uh, you know, I liked them uh, mm-hmm. before I saw them. I wasn't a f- I was not a fan, but you know, live music has that uh, thing sometimes that that sometimes you, it makes you really understand. Oh, yeah. So this is what this band is about. Yeah. Oh wow, this is really good. And that's, yeah. that's the feeling I had. And it was this uh, outside show, uh, and it started raining, but you oh. know, just a little bit of driplets, and it was dark. It was With the lights. You know, perfect uh, settings for for mm-hmm. that uh, show. So I, I guess that's uh, the first or one of the first. I love that, and I, I totally do understand that. But you get a different experience with a band's material if you see it live. And it happened to me last night at Rivers of Nile. They were playing their new album, The Work, in its entirety. And I'm friends with them, right? Because I toured with them, and I've been following them, and I listened to the work. And I appreciated it, but I didn't love it. But now, after last night, I completely understand and seeing everyone perform and understanding that these are not samples. They're actually playing these keys parts and the organ parts. Amazing. So I I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Live music. Thank God it's back. What a special thing that we get to do. Yeah, yeah. If only we can do that, give that gift to more people, which is which is something that, you know, we, we do sort of get to do. Do you remember your first time on stage? Oh yeah, definitely. That was uh, was a terrifying uh, moment of <laughs> my life. I think why, I was. Why uh, is that? I was just too was too much. I think it was uh, fifteen, probably. Uh, well, I, I probably I had probably done a few like playing acoustic guitar on, on mm-hmm. uh, as a small child when all the parents are watching. Okay. Was that something you enjoyed doing, or was it something that your parents made you do? No, that, that was, uh, you know, <laughs> everyone that went to uh, the little uh, music school had to, yes. to show, show off their Oh, chops. I understand, yes. Yes, I understand, <laughs> so, yeah. So to speak. Uh, but the first, uh, you know, playing with an electric guitar was 15, and it was uh, uh, for school. We had, every year, uh, the 7th and the ninth grade, I, I'm not sure that translates well into... Uh, no, that's perfect for, for that's, here. That's uh, 13 and 15 years of age. Yes. So, so then, then, then we had a little uh, sort of Eurovision thing, but in school. So every class had to write the song together with the uh, music teacher and then perform it. And that's so a lot I of compromise. Had... That's stressful. That's tr- I'm stressed <laughs> yeah. for the teacher just thinking of that and trying to make everyone's influences and what everyone wants it to sound like into one song in a classroom. That's not easy, then. No. Well, uh, I think he uh, he did most of the, the work, anyways. <laughs> 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 but a little bit. But then I had... Uh, so, so I played guitar on that, uh, and I had, a, I had a solo spot. Oh, that okay. Was, uh, that is stressful. The, the yeah. only thing I, I could think of, you know... Hands were completely sweaty and just you know, <laughs> slipping around, and then it was time. Uh, it was terrible, and 
so many people. I've, I don't know, maybe it was 100, 100 or less, but it felt like, it felt uh, like more, yeah. A million. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was, it was hard. Did you get through it? Were, were the, were you, you succeeded afterwards? Did you have a rewarding feeling afterwards? Because there was a success, or this, were you not content with your performance? I wasn't. I, I, I felt like, uh, oh, that, that's a, uh, that wasn't a nice feeling, and that didn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I got this. Oh, that was great. Well mm. done. I, I wanted it to. I wanted every note to be mm-hmm. spot on. Of course. At a, at a young age, too, at fifteen. Well, that's amazing, though, to, to have it at that. You know, there's different schools of thought of performances, right? There's the feeling and the vibe, and then there's the other artists that are more perfectionists, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had that uh, perfectionist side for a very long time. Uh, and then one day it just dawned on me that, hey, it's about having fun as well. Yes, exactly. And, and missing a few notes that doesn't matter as long as there's energy and... and uh, fun yeah. because that's uh, something that the audience also enjoys more than just standing there looking grumpy and trying and hitting every note <laughs> which was i was what i did first <laughs> or trying you've been involved with within temptation for a long time you, you were doing production for them yeah before you s- stepped in to fill in for for robert um, since two, 2004, you've been doing production for them. So you were always like with the band. And I understand what it's like working with producers. My producers is in my band, but I've also worked with people that are not in my band. It's like you're, you're a part of the family. And you were throughout the whole time until finally Robert decided to not tour anymore. You step on yeah. stage. Uh, how yeah. close from that first solo that you had to do? that performance at your school in front of about 100 people to a massive show, I imagine. When you joined the band uh, in 2014, um, what was, how close was that experience? 2011. 2011, sorry. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was pretty much the same experience. <laughs> it's stressful, yeah, yeah. It was stressful. It was also, um, so it was my first show. It was in, in uh, Holland, the Netherlands whatever you're supposed to call it <laughs> i've never learned and of course it was the first show on the tour so you will have a lot of uh, diehard fans there of course so the, the, there was this uh, feeling of sorrow and grief in the whole room because, because robert uh, wasn't there and you yeah. were there that's hard on you like like, like let's, let's cover the performance part of it and then we'll, we'll touch on that aspect of it because there's other things that happened in my band as well that correlates well with that. So performance-wide, the, 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 the crowd was, was grief, which gives you an extra sense of pressure to perform even better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, you, you would think. Well, I think, but for, for me, it was, uh, I don't know, I was just, I, I was standing there playing and just trying to take it all in. I think that's... Uh, and it, it was scary. I was nervous. Uh, I think I, I, I played well. So... Uh, but I was mostly just standing there. And I, re- I remember looking down in, in the audience, front row. There was a girl crying. Oh, my God. boyfriend <laughs> holding her. Looking at me like, this is your fault. You're not Robert. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you not was, be Robert? That was my interpretation. Yes. So, yes. So, so that, uh, For all you know, that like the, the poor girl had like a horrible day. And 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or she was crying because it, it sounded so good, so she couldn't okay. help. There, I like that. Yeah. I like that version yeah. better. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's not what happened. <laughs> so that is a tough thing that you've done. Like, I've replaced Lord Worm, who was a classic death metal vocalist for Cryptopsy. It was tough. But it was like not as like all of a sudden robert wasn't there and then you were there is there many many times that that fans come up to you and they're surprised that a surprised how good you are because obviously you are good uh and b that uh oh you're still here where's robert like that moment and like obviously this doesn't happen anymore but those first few years let's say yeah definitely um but I've, i think i uh, I, I kind of gained approval yeah now. One gig at a time, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, a little like this. And then after a while, it's like, oh, all right, it's okay. You're in. It's good. <laughs> we, we, we like you. But it works. It works. And, and you know, Robert still writes all the, the material. He's still a big part of the band. He just doesn't want to be out there. And that's amazing. And not many bands do that. And not many bands can, can have that, that balance and, and maturity to say, I love this material. I love doing it, but I can't be out there. And for you to step on stage and fill the, the, his, that void is awesome. No, it's, it's great. It's, it's a lot of fun, of course. Yeah, and as you say, he he, uh, he he does a lot of writing, and uh, and he's he's kind of the uh, I don't know, the CEO of the band, so to speak. So so and has to has visual ideas and, and uh, you know everything like that. So it's uh, it's great, and then, uh, and then uh, you get. He writes some songs, and then I get a call from Daniel, who is the uh, the producer, and it's like, yeah, I have a song here. Can you uh, can you record guitars? Okay, send it over, and then go through the the riffs. I find something, and I send it to Rude, and then record it. Um, I, I record it here. He records it at home, of course, and he sends it to me. And I send it back, and then that's how it goes. It's a uh, that's how don't pray for me root yeah yeah that's how the most recent release an ep just came out yeah. via spine farm in july that's how that came to be that that method of writing yeah for example i th think most of the recent stuff uh, years back has been, has been like it's that. awesome it's, it's it's not something that happens very often so when, when i was doing all my reading before this I was like, oh, we definitely have to cover that. So thank you for being open about it. And I'm sure people have poked you about it before, but uh, with my Lord Worm experience, I, I definitely want to ask you about that. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. 
Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Something very cool is happening very soon. And as this comes out, uh, you will be doing it. Is uh, you're going on tour with a very small little band that nobody knows called Iron Maiden. No. So, no so <laughs> <laughs> go yeah, back to, you know, when you were your 15 year old self at that show and whisper into your ear. Don't give up. Keep doing this. One day you're going to be on yeah, tour yeah, with yeah. Iron Maiden. You'd be like, fuck off. You know, don't, don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, uh, the thing is that I was, uh, I was already, I was playing a lot of Maiden mm. at that period. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's, uh, oh, there's an album Yeah, here. exactly. The, uh, but but uh, Live After Death was my, the every 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 night when I came home from school or, or every afternoon I I would play the live after death uh, album uh, I'd have it panned to to the left so I only had Dave Morris and I would play Smith's parts and I I would I would be there on stage every night I was just a dream you know and now we uh, yeah we tour with them so that's it's uh, pretty fucking cool yeah. <laughs> That's, that's fun. <laughs> that first show, you're gonna have to like just like sit there and just take it in. One of those moments of just take yeah, it in. We, we did three uh, shows with them this summer. Amazing. So, uh, there was a lot of taking in. It's it's <laughs> unbelievable. I, I still have more to do. I love that. <laughs> you are coming through Montreal without Maiden, sadly, on October 13th. Uh, Extensive Enterprise is putting on that show. Massive shout out to Vox and Ops alumni, Dave Boucher. That runs that company. I love them to death. Uh, talk to me about Montreal. What is your experience with Montreal? I love it. Obviously, I'm from here. Uh, but uh, what is your experience with Montreal like? Montreal. Well, it's a uh, kind of cold. It's, it's like here, so it feels, <laughs> feels like home. Yes. So that, that's uh, that's uh, step one. It makes me like it. And uh, it has this uh, pretty relaxed vibe. I have to say. And uh, a lot of friendly people wherever you go into bars or whatever. Which we, we definitely will not be doing together on October 13th after the show. I'm definitely not coming and we're definitely not going out to taste some... Shouldn't, some... Should, shouldn't drink. That's, <laughs> that's bad for you. <laughs> I never do, but... Uh... <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great show uh, what is the difference between and I know what this entails and it's a lot of work um, a headlining set versus what you're doing with Maiden because you are doing like off dates which Montreal is yeah well there are of course some crucial differences it's a, it's a with headline shows you're there and, and uh, people that's there they come to watch you so, uh, and uh, doing a show like with Maiden, then then, uh, then you really have to uh, you have to convince the people that's there that that uh, that they should be there and, and listen to you. So it's a it's a different feeling. Uh, no, it sparks the nerves a little bit more uh, before, and uh, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like you have to build a different relationship with the crowd. When when you're when you're trying to win a crowd over versus playing to your family, yeah, exactly. And of course, it's a shorter sets and uh, with, with less of the uh, bells and whistles, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a uh, more you know down to the core mm-hmm. and uh, just just more hard work. 
<laughs> and I, I, I like I like it. So there's more. I, I like working longer sets. <laughs> uh, less more bells and whistles or less bells and whistles when you headline. More. Oh, headline, I like that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And of course, it's a uh, it's a different kind of work because it's a, then there's a there's a there's a longer set of course and uh, so it's physically tougher of course but it's yeah it's just kind of two different uh, ways of fun <laughs> if you want to well well Montreal's gonna eat you up um I'm gonna be there I'm looking forward to that already uh something cool. that I love to talk about recently is mental health uh I'd love to know how mm. you cope with dark days when you're not doing well what is your tactic to make yourself feel better uh well that, that goes up and down it's it's uh i mean it's there are some core things that's important to do if you're down but but if you get too down then you then you don't remember those or or it feels like it doesn't matter because uh it's just everything is too shit Kind of, but but uh, you know the uh, get out, just just get out of where you're sitting and uh, feeling like you're rotting. Get out, uh, take a walk. It would probably feel, even if it's just one percent better, then that's already a little, a little path upwards. And then of course try to remember. Something that you love doing and, and just do it for a while. Maybe then it stops this uh, never-ending cycle of pointless thoughts that are trying to nag on you and take you down. If you know what I mean. I a hundred percent. The void, the black void, the yeah, yeah, yeah. the spiral of um, negativity. So just finding, getting out, moving. Uh, changing atmospheres and doing something that you do love, such as yeah. maybe for yourself playing guitar. I've spoken to other musicians and they, that they said working out is another one that I get a lot. Uh, when you're on tour and one of your bandmates, let's say, is not having a good day, what do you do to make them feel better? Well, tr you know, tr try to talk with, with, with them and, and, and uh, you know, acknowledge you know, how are you doing? How mm -hmm. Are you okay? Because we can always tell when they're not like in a good that. mood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. And then uh, I'll ask if you want to talk about it. Or mm -hmm. If not, then okay, leave it. But no, just show that I'm open here. I will listen if you if you want to. And then uh, let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Take a walk. <laughs> Same there. Now just just do it. Do something. You know, together or at least just talk. I think that's important. Just listen. Exactly. Sometimes it's just having a physical presence there. And it's funny how being on tour, we're surrounded by people, but we're also somewhat isolated at the same time. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting because we're, 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 we have yeah. very little private space. Yeah. But yet we're completely alone at the same time sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's extremely weird. It's a strange thing that we get to do. That just uh, goes back and forth. <laughs> yeah. you know. I, all of a sudden, you feel uh, completely alone. Mm -hmm. and there's people all over the bus, and then next moment, it's like you're one big family, yes. and uh, you have never been less alone. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just li like life in general. It's, mm -hmm. uh, 
like this. Everything is waves. Yeah. Is what the producer sees. He sees waves. I like it. The <laughs> uh, collabs. I love collabs. I made this one. I like beer collabs. I like coffee collabs. I've made tea collabs. I, I love seeing my logo on stuff. Um, now, I tried to understand what this is, and I would love some explanation of what the Purge of the Dungeon of Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast collab that you guys did. Is that a video game? I don't I don't quite understand what it is. To, be, to tell you the truth, I, I'm, uh, I'm not... I don't know that much about it either. <laughs> it looks cool, but, but I don't but know what uh, it is. It is. It's a, it's a, a character based on... on uh, uh, the the, uh, the the woman from the perch mm-hmm. that is in the video game. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden has uh, in in their video game. So, so it's, Iron uh, Maiden it's has a video game, and now one of your characters yeah. is in the game. Exactly. Now I'm understanding. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I didn't I didn't play the Iron Maiden video game. I, I saw a lot of commercials for it popping up on my Instagram. That's amazing. See, I didn't know they had a video okay. game. That's amazing. Oh yeah. So so that's that's what what that is. It's uh, I don't know if you. If you can go fight her or... or uh, I hope so. That, that sounds pretty... I, well. I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> I guess so. I think that's cool. Uh, but if you could do a collab for yourself, something perfect for you, what would that be? It, you know, could, I don't know. If, has Jackson made you a signature model yet? Is that something that interests you? Or would you rather something more for the studio or something just for yourself personally? That's a broad question. Mm-hmm. That's too much to choose from. I can't come up with one thing. Of course, uh, guitar is always nice. Of course, yeah, you know, get to uh, completely spec your own guitar. That would be that would be great. Of course. Um, also, maybe uh, get to do that with a whiskey sword. That would, that would be great. Your own whiskey. Just completely fine-tune how you want it to be. That would be sick. It, that, that would be nice. Has the, I'm going to go with that. One I like that. Yeah. For some reason. With any distilleries out there listening, Stefan is ready for a whiskey. Has Within Temptation ever made a beer? Not that I can remember. My memory is short. <laughs> but uh, usually with beer, it's... Uh, Maybe you drank it. Yeah. Precise. <laughs> Interesting. If you could make one for Within Temptation, what style would it be? What would you call it? I think, uh, personally, I, I would like to have uh, pretty much into Belgian types uh, Trappist beers, stuff like that. Yeah, I would call it, um, I don't know, Life Doesn't Suck Anymore beer. <laughs> or, or something like that. You know, maybe tweak that uh, name a little bit, but it sh- should be that... Uh, you see that and then oh. drink it. It's an elixir. <laughs> it's an elixir that yeah. makes you feel better. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like it. I know 3.5%. Yeah, 3.6%. <laughs> <laughs> Put the extra little bit of sugar into it. I like it. Uh, I have <laughs> one last question. Classic Vox and Hops mm-hmm. wrap-up question. Uh, it probably doesn't happen to you very often because... Uh, you know, there's 3.5% beers in your country, but uh, every once in a while it happens to everyone. Maybe on, um, you know, October 14th after a night with me here in Montreal will happen. What is your hangover cure? Oh, well, is there one? <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, so I guess it's, it's basically, you know, 
knowing that okay I really need to get up now and and uh, eat something whatever if, even it's if it's small otherwise I, I will reach the the tipping point and then the hangover will become much worse <laughs> it just takes over and there's no coming back from that <laughs> so, so so that's uh, you know it get, get out have some small bites and some coffee and then go back to sleep if you need it, I guess loads of water boring it works now I, I i i guess i don't i don't have a really good cure then is there one i've heard lots of things um exercise pedialyte is one that comes up a lot to rehydrate yourself it's basically what you would give children when they're dehydrated mm -hmm. when your little kids have the flu yeah 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 uh, we do that too of course yeah it, it, and gatorade is forgotten about another that. one but the hair of the dog works but it, it's yeah. that's that's a temporary solution to a much bigger hangover and yeah it's yeah, not healthy yeah, so. definitely <laughs> no and it usually doesn't feel very good no the, ne the next like, day okay, is really bad but no. <laughs> yeah stefan thank you so so much for hanging with me talking about your life music uh sharing a craft beer i really really had a blast i can't wait october 13th at m talus here in montreal Come hang out with Temptation. Myself, I'll be there. It's yeah, going to be dude, a blast. Dude. Massive cheers to you. I hope you had fun. Cheers. I, I had a lot of fun. And, and I, I look forward to seeing you there. Absolutely. Cheers. It's going to be great. And we, we'll have one more. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right today. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an awesome conversation. I am so stoked that Dave Boucher of Extensive Enterprise, the Vox and Hops alumni, and the all-around amazing human being contacted me to set up this conversation with Stefan. I had such a great, great chat. Massive cheers to Dave. Even more massive cheers to Stefan. I can't wait to come hang out with you on October 13th at M. Tellus here in Montreal. It's going to be a blast. You guys should join me if you can. Come party with me. It's going to be a killer killer night now if you enjoyed this vox and hops episode you should sign up to the vox and hops metal podcast mailing list you can do that on my website voxandhops.com that's v-o-x-a-n-d-h-o-p-s.com and when you do that you shall receive one email a month that contains all of the details of everything that's been happening in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast you get to see which episodes i've dropped recently you get to see which episodes i have coming up you get to see which albums the vox and hops album review crew have reviewed recently and you'll hear about any projects that i have in the works before i announce them to the public you also get to see which albums Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. There is a lot going on in the world of the Vox and Hoss Metal podcast, and I'd hate for you to miss a single thing, so please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hoss Metal podcast is brought to you by Sound, Talent, Media, and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer weekend. I'll be back next week with one Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops episode on Tuesday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. <laughs> One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget, and we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a one hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.